Akwaba, welcome back to the Team Ghana U podcast, bite-sized where you receive news, updates, discussion and everything significant football and Ghana related. As always, I want you, the listeners, to be actively involved by tweeting or emailing us for discussion or wanting more information. This week we have a Through the Lens episode. We're going to preview the Ghana-Nigeria clash with some facts and figures and everything in between, because the game is more than stats. But just before that, I want to give a brief preview into our late February article, The Technicals. The past 12 to 24 months have all been about technical this, technical that. So I wanted to explore technically what this is all about. This is not the beginning, the middle, or definitely not the end, but Sevilla of Spain have sowed and reaped some of the benefits of having a specialist in position of expertise. This gives clubs of all sizes the best chance of success in what's an already competitive market, talent identification, and then producing the talent. It's not a secret, clubs all over Spain and Europe have and are implementing similar structures which have been beneficial in a market that is increasingly difficult to compete in, the transfer market that is. In years gone by, clubs like Barcelona added a string to their bow, like Sport in Lisbon and Benfica in Portugal. They perfected the method to thrive in a demanding market. FC Porto, the 2004 Champions League winners, blessed with an incredibly talented squad. Sevilla, Atletico Madrid, Shakhtar Donetsk, all blessed with a creative and alternative means other than spending huge sums of money. I mean, hey, if you got it, you got it. But with financial fair play, these technicals have become increasingly important, particularly in the UK. These technicals not only provide the end products, they provide direction. For more on this article, its conclusion, visit teamgarnau.com forward slash articles. Before we start this conversation, you will have heard me discussing Ghana aid in early December, and then continue the conversation in episode 58 and 60, providing a review of activities in Ghana. You can catch up with those episodes or find our visuals on our YouTube page. Okay, for today's guest, I've got Junior Jimba um, here. He'll introduce himself or say hello in just a moment. But getting kind of straight into it, without giving too much away, personally, what would you like to see? Yeah, without giving too much away, what would you like to see? Or what are the plans for December, this Christmas, in regards to Ghana Aid? Hey guys, how you doing? Sorry about that. We're having a few technology problems in our new studios. Cool, much appreciated. Um, as you may have heard, anyway, we had um, Junior Jimbo on one of our through the or previous through the end through the lens or episodes, um, and I think this one was in regards to probably I want to say the most decorated. I think it was Ghanaian player of all time or something very very similar. But it was one of our early episodes in here, which was a very insightful conversation. Um, dare I say, anyway. But before we get into the conversation in regards to Ghana and Nigeria, I want to run through the history of both sides, the games they've played. So collectively, from what I've seen, I think they are eight-time AFCON winners. Um, I could be wrong. Someone could correct me. But let's just go down to the head-to-head. So um, so total meetings between Ghana and Nigeria, it is 57 games played, 25 wins for Ghana, which surprised me a little bit, 19 draws, and 12 wins for Nigeria. The largest victory was 7-0 Ghana um, against Nigeria, and this was in 1955, June the 1st. Just got a few more notes. I think the rivalry of the two nations comes from the size of the countries, historically, as well as them being West African neighbours. Ah, cool. Speaking to the mic, because I can can barely hear. That's better. Now, that's very interesting. I I, I started and stuttered, so what I'll do, I'll just start again. Um, I think the two nations rivalry comes from the size of the countries historically, as well as them being West African neighbours. What you said was really interesting. Ghana would go on to dominate the Afcons, as we know, between the 1960s and early 2000s, winning the tournament four times to Nigeria's two in that period. But in the meantime, Nigeria would enjoy more success on the world stage, qualifying multiple times for the FIFA World Cup 
and reaching an African highest fifth in the world ranking. This was in 1994. Further to the team, sorry, the team further distinguished themselves with memorable runs to the knockout stages that year and in 1998, beating Spain and coming within minutes of defeating international powerhouse and eventual 1994 finalist Italy. That leads us into today. Sorry. That leads us into today where not much has changed. Nigeria have continued their success on the world stage, sporting and now culturally, as you just mentioned. But we're potentially at the cusp of a crossroad where this can change or very much continue. In fact, we'll go like a bit softly into it. Like, What do you think of like Ghana's form going into the game first and foremost? Because I think that is probably going to be more of a headache. In fact, that's been a headache for many, many people for at least... In fact, I don't even want to go too much detail. I'll just get your take on it first and foremost. Um. Cool. Speaking to the mic because the mic is quite um, temperamental. These, um, I think that, that's a lot clearer. Yeah, I think that the state of the country right now is uh, playing a part of the performance that Ghana have had. They had a terrible, terrible African um, nations, and they they had the perfect opportunity in terms of opponents to be able to go through, but it just wasn't clicking. And I just believe that they're just picking players with with certain names as opposed to performance wise kind of thing and um up and coming players and players from the diaspora and all these kind of things so i don't believe that they're in the best shape at all to answer your question yeah do you know actually just away from um their form going into the game which is obviously really really important was Tariq lamty selected for england today because i know there's talks of i think there's a few people have pulled out and obviously lamty's been suggested or earmarked as a potential um, someone who will play for Ghana. But with people pulling out this mm. week, mm. I think is a massive, massive month as to whether... That's a big call. Um, me personally, me personally, if I'm Lamptey, I'm not having it. But at the same time, you can understand why he probably will have it. And these kind of problems are problems that our Nigerian counterparts don't regularly face. You know, so um, and the reason why I say that is because um, Tariq Lamptey is probably played and represented England throughout all the stages, maybe under 16s, 18s, 19s, and possibly 21s. And then, as he's about to break into the national team, the motherland comes calling. And it's like, okay, so where have you been all this time? You know, playing for England is um, for any player. I think England are probably the most paid um, national team, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah. And there's so much pros to playing for England. A few cons, but with the politics that come from playing for um, your native country, being somebody from the diaspora, you could easily be swayed to play for um, uh, the country that you currently reside in or play in, which for him would be England. So it's, it's, it's interesting. That's a very interesting conversation. But me personally, if I'm him, I'm not having it. Um, because technically, he's probably fourth or fifth down the line. If that, he's a very good player, but technically he's like fourth or fifth down the line. And yeah, once all the serious boys come back, <laughs> you know, say hello to my little friend, kind of, you know, it's one of those kind of vibes. 
Yeah, because truth be told, there's Trent who's what, 21, 22 maybe? I don't even know his age, yeah. but he's really, really young. You've got Reese James who's very similar age. Yep. Um, well, I'm finally, once you've got those two, then <laughs> that's, that's it. Locked. Yeah, that's um, it. I mean, I know obviously there's currently um, um, Kyle Walker. Obviously, he's not going to go on forever, but I mean, Kyle he's Walker's probably got another two, three years in him. Yeah. Trippier, he's got another two, three years in him. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's four off of the bat. Yeah, you know, and we haven't even we haven't even got into um, the people that can actually fill in, like the Gomez's and all these kind of people. Um, I forgot that because I know um, Southgate likes him. Yeah, so it's, it's one of those ones where, it's, yeah, and it's a sticky one for him actually because um, traditionally the number two position in Ghana is a very very big position. The number two position is a very very big position um in ghana they love a number two <laughs> for some reason i don't know why but they do love a number two cool let's get into one or two i've got another five or six questions so i just want to make sure i get into them as soon as possible so i'll ask two of them together what do you think ghana's strengths and what their weaknesses are um to be honest with you to be honest with you i think that currently their strengths I believe that they don't really leak too many goals. That's one thing um, that I've seen. They don't really leak too many goals. Apart from the one game in the the last game in the AFCON that they played, they were leaking maybe like one goal, two goal here and there basically. But um, together, defensively, they are a solid unit. I just believe that going forward, now talking about their strengths, going of their weaknesses basically, Together going forward, I don't think that there's much creativity. I believe that the the boys that are that are picked in the starting eleven almost don't have an identity of how they want to play. Or um yeah, I just believe that it's all over the place. It's almost just like a free fall. And um and the personnel that they got are not exactly the most prolific. Um, at any at any stage kind of thing. Um, they've got Jordan, no offence, they've got Jordan Ayu leading their front line. I think he's got two goals in like two years or something like that. Do you know what, it's mad you say that because I, I wrote something the other day and I mean, someone will correct me or have a different opinion. I said he's probably been one of our most important players over the past, say, 10 to 15 years. We're in 2022. So when was Asimov Jan and 2010-14... As over the past five to ten years, he's probably been our, our most, our best player. Which one? I'm talking about um, Jordan. I- no, no. About Andre. Yeah, so I'm talking about Andre. You apologies. Yes, yes. So we're talking about the wrong IUs. Yeah, okay, cool. About, yeah. I think Andre IU's arguably our best player over the past say, f- ten to fifteen years. Oh, That's 100%. what I said. The baton was passed to him from the likes of um, uh, Samuel Jan and whatnot. But even even in those times, he was a player that played with passion. You know, and you could tell whenever he steps over the line for Ghana, even at even at Swansea, it's all about passion for him. And you could see he's putting in a hundred and ten percent every single time kind of thing. Um unlike his his brother, I just feel like for him to be um leading the front line says a lot says a lot about the options that are available for Ghana and maybe even if you look deeply into it the scouting system that is available for Ghana you know okay with that being said actually because I know we will probably I don't know we might be able to pull back on might be able to pull back as to some of the things that you said 
Ghana's key players in this time. And I want you to bear in mind, um, I think Andre Ayou suspended. Um, and I think there's another suspension as well. But Andre Ayou is a massive miss. And they're saying, I think Kamal Dean, I think is, is out as well. So there's one or two key people who will be missing from the time. Um, you may want to give your overall take as to who the key players in this tie are, but those two individuals from what I understand will be out. Once Andre Ayou's out, it's very... It's- it's very hard to see where Ghana's going to get their energy from. I feel like um, uh, party is uh, is very is going to be very very influential um, in terms of how Ghana actually keep the ball. Um, the reason why I say that is because um, when you've got somebody like um, Andre, are you playing with you? The energy is there. He's very much a box to box like individual. So keep um so um keeping the ball between themselves is not is not that is not that difficult because he's always an option. Now where you've got him potentially gonna be in, in that space alone or being the top being the top man, I think he may struggle to find players um to keep the ball with because Looking at the way how Ghana played in the AFCON, a lot of players went hiding. Like I said, defensively, a solid unit. When it comes to creativity, it's it's very much um, it's very much um, uh, stale. You know, there's no it, it. It doesn't seem like there's any real ideas um, coming forth. Thomas Party has it in his locker. We've seen his um, current emergence. Um, at Arsenal and how he's playing um, he's probably playing his best football right now in the last couple of months to be honest with you um, and we can see that he he has that creativity in him bringing that to the national team um, is something that he's going to definitely have to do um, where, where is the tie? No, it's home and away so the, the thing the first game is being played in Ghana I believe mm. And um, with the second leg being held in Nigeria. Nigeria, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do I do believe that it will be um I, first of all, I think it's criminal that they have to play against each other to qualify. Um I would have much rather Senegal and Egypt are playing. I don't mind that. I just I'm half Ghanaian, half Nigerian, by the way. So um I would have loved to see both of them have the chance to um to play in the World Cup, um, Senegal Egypt is is big as well. It's big. I, I I don't think it's that um it's that big of a deal, um in terms of Ghana Nigeria, but um, obviously Egypt are 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 giants in the African continent when it comes to the Afcon. But to world football, they haven't really been able to make a a, a legit stamp the 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 way that. Ghana and Nigeria have. Do you know what? Do you know what? I just to just have a question. So I'm gonna just go on the back of your comment. Have Ghana really made an impact on the world stage? And then also, with where Ghana currently are, would you say Ghana even deserve to qualify for the World Cup? I know it's easy to say yes, we do, but would you say Ghana are in the top five teams in Africa? Be being very honest. Um, um, currently at this moment in time, we lost to the Comoros. Yeah, <laughs> currently at this moment in time, no. Um, 
I I personally think um, Nigeria are, are are way better off at this moment in time um, to represent Africa. Um, Egypt is neither here neither there. Senegal they 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 play very well. I think they're probably number one. Yeah, they play continent. they play very very well. Um, Senegal, I kind of believe they've got the old Nigerian. Um, uh, Class, in terms of they've got so many players that play um, abroad at the highest levels, and when they're playing, when they get into their groove, you can see the quality that the um, that they possess. Just the way they keep the ball against the other African nations, it's almost like it's not fair. Literally, like you can see these guys. <laughs> they're playing in some top leagues. It's not no local. It's not no local league that they're playing in. You know, like it's very, very technical. You know, um, yeah. So to be um, going going back to your questions, I think um, uh, Ghana defensively are sound going forward. Um, they're not um, they're not creative at all, and I do think that centre midfield position that centre midfield position for Ghana has always been so so pivotal so influential um when you talk about the the midfield generals um that come out of the um that um that position kind of thing um i just feel like now they're kind of just coasting there is um football wise I kind of feel like we're moving away from the midfield generals. It's just like anybody that can keep the ball can play in the middle of the park kind of thing. But that whole, you know, that box to box, that whole um, SCN, Sunday, Elise, them kind of, um, them kind of players there where you think, geez, like these are guys that were really, really putting in shifts kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm going on. No, that's fine. Um, so we're going to move on to Nigeria. So I think I think the question was Ghana's key players in the time. I think you mentioned Thomas Partey. So that's cool. And I would agree. Obviously, with Andre Ayew being absent and out, I think he's going to need need and take someone of his stature of his stature. Sorry, to step up and and, and lead. Asa, and also Asamoah. Um, Asamoah who? Um, Asamoah. Um, them them are long gone. Is he? He, I don't even know if he's got a club. Yeah, he does. He does. I think he's playing. He's playing in Turkey, I believe, either Turkey or Saudi, I believe. But um, yeah, you see, look at that. <laughs> and and this and this is this is the current difference. The Nigerian top five players, when you look at them, they're playing in um, big teams or decent teams, but they they star in their teams. Do you know what I'm saying? Whereas the Ghanaian lot, they the old school batch used to star in their teams. Not 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 so much anymore, you know what I mean? But yeah. Anyway, moving on to Nigeria. Um so I've got six, yeah, six questions and I've got a final question. Um so Nigeria's form going into the game. Do you know much about Nigeria's form? Um yeah, well we talk you're kind of talking about that. Um pre the African nations and the African nations and I feel like they've always been heading in this direction their form for me is um is absolutely fantastic um very positive football um once again you can see the quality throughout the whole side 
Um, I do believe, I know you're going to ask me probably about this, Jemps and this yeah. kind of thing. I do believe defensively um, they are kind of uh, vulnerable. And I believe that that's just out of them being so confident going forward that they leave that um, space um, in behind for the counter-attack. But um, yeah, uh, defensively, yeah, they're just a little bit shaky and vulnerable. Um, but that's just down to the way how they play and the amount of players they commit going forward. Cool. And what do you think their 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 strengths are? Attacking. Nigeria is all out attack, <laughs> and there's creativity. There there's creativity from the midfielders. There's creativity from the wide men, and there's creativity up front. You know, um, uh, we look at players like Iniacho, as good as he is. You know what I'm saying? Very, very good player. Um, intelligent as well. And he's one of their main players, but he's not even the main player because they actually have other players that are banging in goals and doing very, very well in Europe, in, in, in other European leagues kind of thing. Do you know what I'm saying? So I believe that uh, they have a, a good problem in terms of the amount of players that they, they can actually um, pick from. You know, yep. And who do you think the key players in this tie will be for Nigeria? Yeah, um, I think um, uh, Iniacho would definitely be one of them. And I'm liking, I'm liking um, Victor James um, of Napoli. He's he's there. he didn't even go to the African nations. I don't think he didn't. He didn't no, do you mean Oshiman or huh? No, Victor James. Victor James Napoli. I think he's one of the players that couldn't that couldn't go. Don't you don't you mean um Ostiman? I don't know. Sorry, if, 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 I don't know. Yeah. I, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm talking about his, his, his first. I don't know his, his um his first name. Oh, you don't know his first name? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the same player, basically. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah he's he's a very very yeah, good forward. Yeah, okay. Cool. He plays he plays for Napoli, isn't he? Yes. Correct. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I think it's, yeah. Yeah. He's he didn't play in the African No, he didn't. I don't know why. I think it's one of them ones. You know, politics, COVID. <laughs> um, but he's the he's the star man. Realistically, you know, what I'm saying. Um, Iniacho, very good player, um, and they, and they have so many others that play at a decent level that are um, that are doing well. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, obviously, they've got Iwobi, but Iwobi's more. So he's suspended as well. Oh, he's suspended. Yeah, as well. he's suspended. Yeah, he's as more well. of a come off the bench kind of um, player um, for them. But let's have it right. At this moment in time, it will be probably walks into the Ghana side. Hundred <laughs> percent. So there's the difference of of you know what I'm saying. Not to mention Ahmed Musa, very very good. He 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 done well when he came on the scene. You know what I'm saying. Um, he um, he done well. Then you got Maduka, Emilio from Watford. He's on on that Sparta currently. They've got good. They've got um a good. Uh, what do you call it? A good selection of players. Like I said, with them, it's all out attack, you know. And Nigeria have always kind of set up that way. Before the defence was a little bit more solid. But yeah, they've always set up in a way where offensively they were special. Okay, cool. And why will Nigeria win the game? So it's my, my next two questions. Why will Nigeria win and why will Ghana win? Why will Nigeria win? Nigeria wins the game... 
throughout their um, persistence um, and keeping um, the ideology alive at all times, basically, and the way how they play going forward. Um, that Nigerian team, the way they play, it kind of reminds me of an Arsenal team in terms of the philosophy is the philosophy. Like there is, there doesn't really seem to be a plan B as such. If you look at all of their players and all of um, like their forward players, especially, they're all very similar in certain ways. Um, but um, yeah, Nigeria wins because of their sheer persistence and their philosophy going forward. Ghana wins. Um, I can't see it happening. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Ghana wins by um, by Nigeria being vulnerable and leaving spaces in for um, for the counter attack. Ah, oh, well, well said. And who do you think actually wins the tie? Nigeria. Um, and we'll go for a scoreline um, on aggregate. On aggregate, I'm saying three uh, one. Do you know what I was thinking the same thing? Three <laughs> one. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'll just give my take very briefly. Um, although I don't like my, my opinion doesn't really venture too far away from yours. Who do you think are Nigeria's or Angana's, um, best players? Best players. I think going forward in the future, no, obviously Ghana's best player right now is Thomas Partey. Um, but I think Kudus Mohamed of Ajax, I think will be Mm. Ghana's best player or one of Ghana's best players going forward. There was someone else as well. Um, Kamal Dean. Mm. Um, I think he's played in recent time. I think he's only got a few caps, but I think he'll be a very key player to Ghana. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important those two players actually feature in this tie. So that's Kudus Mohamed and Kamal Dean. But I think one of them, or maybe both of them, might be out as well due to recent injuries. Mm. Um, and I think you asked me the same in regards to Nigeria. I would agree. I think Oshiman, um, I think potentially could be one of Europe's best forwards. Not, I mean, in terms of his age and all that type of stuff. So in his age group, I think he definitely is. Um, he's still young. In fact, they're, they're on a title charge. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they, they got, a t- I mean, that might be the reason why he didn't go to the AFCON. Um, but anyway, yeah. So for me, he's one of their best players. Um, and I think their forward line, as you mentioned before, I think will be the reason why they, they, they win the title really. It's because they can score goals and Ghana don't. And the game's about scoring goals. Yes, 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 yes. I kind of, I kind of believe that. Um, so, going to Ghana and having spent so much time out in Ghana, I've always believed that Ghana's always, always, always had a striker problem, and um, I think it stems kind of from the way the locals just actually play football, um, just in the park which is very much um, uh, small-sided stuff with uh, the small little poles that are probably like three feet kind of thing. So there's never, ever really been like Ghanaian, like out-and-out strikers, like in abundance. Every couple of years we have um, one or two that will pop up, Anthony Yaboa, those kind of guys. Um, who else could I say? Um Another Ghanaian striker, Asamo Jian. On a, only on the inter, only on the international level for me. Um, I don't think he done it at a club level. He took the easy way out <laughs> after twelve goals <laughs> in the Premier League, twelve or thirteen goals, um, which 
he done right at the time. But yeah, they've kind of always typically produced very good midfielders, and I think that's down to just the way um, the the football is played throughout the whole country on a um, from a grassroots to a um, hobby level kind of thing. Okay, cool. Um, I thought that was really, really interesting to go back and forth and just find out some of your views on what essentially would be the strengths and weaknesses of both Ghana and Nigeria going into the game. Um, I won't go too much into some of the other ties, but actually it would be interesting to get your take on who will be the best actually representative of Africa at this year's World Cup. I think it's imperative... That um, Senegal go through. Africa hosting running. Um, I'm not too sure who they're playing, um, but obviously they, they they would have a playoff game as well. Yeah, I think Senegal, Ivory Coast, and Nigeria. Those are the three that I would lo- I would love to see um, progress going forward. Um, into the um, African nations and that's because I believe that um, technically um, currently they're probably like the most um, what's the word I'm looking for Uh, they're technically the most gifted um, sides and you know kind of you know when you kind of think of an African not to not to be controversial or anything, but you know when you kind of think of an African teams at the World Cup, you don't really think North Africa. You kind of really think like um, of your Ghana, Nigeria, Senegal's, Congo, these kind of places, kind of things. You know, what I'm sorry, saying? I, I forgot to mention another team. I mean, just in regards to like some of the best teams in Africa. Is it Morocco? I think Morocco, Morocco are a very good side. Yeah, they're very, very good, good side. side yeah. I think Algeria are half decent Algeria as well. Half decent, half decent as well. So they are. But I just but when it comes to the World Cup stages, um, I believe that those teams kind of end up getting getting smashed. And the reason why I say that is because um, technically, before in Africa, the North Africans were probably the most technical in terms of um, how they handle the ball, ball manipulation and these kind of things. Um, with that being said, it's, it's like when they go and play the other countries of the world outside of Africa, it almost becomes like a, um, almost like an Arsenal versus Barcelona at their heights, you know? Like Arsenal and the Premier League are... Well, were sorry, well known for that keeping the ball, um, playing a very fancy football, but when they come to um, meet up against clubs like Barcelona, it's a this is the big brother now. Do you get what I'm saying? And the um, whereas maybe if they had another tactic in their locker, like you know, faster, stronger players, that might have been able to. Um, been a trump card for them um, So the African teams Let's make no mistake about it Their physicality um, Now mixed with the technicality Is going to be uh, Very very what do you call it Influential And going to be a strong point for them At the World Cup 
you know. So with teams like Ivory Coast and Senegal that have the players that are physical and technical, they do stand very, very big um, chances kind of thing. If you look at, I think Cameroon, I think, or Ghana have gone the furthest in in World Cup. I think it's um, I think it's in fact that that was my my final question actually. So it's Cameroon, yeah, um, court finalists, yeah. um, likewise Ghana, court finalists. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is it. There might be another team, but I'm not too sure. But my, yeah, I, my think that, I think those are the two. But if you look at the team that Ghana had going into that, so many of the players were playing abroad at very high levels, and this is why I say the physicality and the technicality both matter. Um, and this is what these teams like the Cameroons and sorry the um, Senegals and the Ivory Coast and the Nigeria this is what they actually have right now so um, yeah I think the last AFCON was probably one of the most technical that I've seen in a long time Um, obviously we had flying (laughs) flying challenges (laughs) as always you know um, which I think some people can appreciate you know Football, we like we do like the odd crunch here and there, um, you know, very much the blood, sweat, and tears kind of style. But at the same time, they've managed to even it out and balance it out with the good football and um, the philosophies of their nations that the managers are actually bringing forth, um, which is very interesting. Um, if England um, and countries like Spain. Uh, if Ghana, Nigeria, and the the rest of the African countries, if they can put in um, put in measures to bring their players up in a more technical way, we stand more of a chance um, of one day possibly seeing an African World Cup champion. I'm back again. That was my question. So how far do you think someone will go in a World Cup? And we don't need to name a team. What's the furthest you reckon a a team will go? Do you know, sometimes, first of all, it's about getting out of the group stages. And then after that, it's very much much like boxing. Like styles make fights. Um, So for me... There is no telling. I'd I'd love to see somebody break that barrier of quarterfinals and get to the um and get to the semis and go on fourth and win it. But styles make fights, and I think the only two nations and I I'll, I'm confident enough to name them. The only two nations that are anywhere close are going to be Senegal and Ivory Coast. Um, and that's just because they still have players currently playing at very high levels throughout Europe that are able and willing to compete at such a high level. Okay, interesting. Okay, all right, that's been great. Um, We're going to have to leave it there. Who do you think, last question, I would like to ask a question. Overall, who are your favourite players from both um, countries? Ghana, Nigeria. Yeah, like what's your Ghana, what's like your, your Ghana top five? Or your Nigerian top five, and who do you th- and whose top five do you think is stronger? Um, I think 
I think we have some really. I mean, ultimately, it's not good enough, really, or hasn't been good enough because I think Ghana, Nigeria. So Nigeria top five, Ghana top five. Yeah. Who? Okay. So let's narrow it down. Your top five Ghanaian players. Okay, give me a second. Let me just find a list. I've got a list here. Um, oh, give me two seconds. Okay. Um, oh, perfect. Um, so I would have in that list Thomas Partey, Samuel Wusu. I mean, he plays in, in, I think, Saudi Arabia. So he's kind of off the radar. But I mean, I think he's a decent player. Um, so Partey, Awusu, um, Andre Ayu. You doing now or all time? Now. Okay, go on. Um, You're struggling. Chris Mohammed and then Kamal Dean. That's it. But I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I like them, but I just mm. don't think that makes us potent. What of all time, Ghana? <sighs> Do you know what my biggest problem with all time is? Actually, I don't want to be negative. Actually, I think Ghana live in the past. Mm. Ghanaians live in the past. You still think they're still in 2000 and was it? 10, was it 10? that's where I think we like, <laughs> think this is. I don't think they've done enough to um, to keep the belt going of producing and producing and producing. And I think as time goes along, we're going to, they have no choice but to end up looking to the diaspora. That's where the future for me lies anyway, in the diaspora. With obviously a mixture of um, uh, locals, but I think the future lies within the diaspora. Um, the reason why I asked that is because I, I kind of feel like Nigeria set themselves up in a way where they've got a belt that is consistently producing players, consistently um, looking for the best youngsters throughout the European leagues and in their own league kind of thing. Um of all time, when you look at the Nigerian greats and Ghanaian greats, the numbers don't even compare. Oh, um, they they don't they don't compare. I mean, without being disrespectful, I mean to to, to one funny, or the yeah. other. It's funny because I did a comparison. It's only about one minute left. Oh, I did a comparison um, of the top strikers that Nigeria's had, and I compared um, very quickly. I compared Rashidi Akini to Abeli Pele and the numbers are far like far far Jaquin's got way more goals but obviously Abeli Pele the local champion you know what I'm saying yeah, Rashid Yakin is not only a local champion but throughout the European leagues he's done he done his thing but anyway yeah alright cool again very interesting conversation um, but yeah that's it for this week's episode um, with how late our recent article was dropping our newest article will be out by the time the next episode drops. But as usual, we post posting via social media, keeping up with the stories that unfold in the coming weeks. As always, if you've got any questions or queries, email us at teamgarnau at gmail.com or tweet or DM us at teamgarnau on IG or Twitter. Thank you, take care, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. <laughs>